This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to another preview episode of Green and White brought to you by Argyle Life. We're joined today by Wiggy from the Roaring Peacock to preview Saturday's trip to Leeds United. How are you, Wiggy? You good? I'm good, thanks. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm looking forward to Saturday. Uh, but as I just told you off air, we are likely to get battered. But yeah, obviously you, you guys yourselves, you came down from the Premier League last season after being up there for a couple of years. How have you adapted back to life in the Championship? You're doing, you're doing pretty well. Yeah, I think we we always said it would, would be a slow start for Leeds because um, we had a lot of players who were wanting to leave the club, go out on loan, et cetera, et cetera. So we were really unsettled at the at the beginning of the season and, and as we went through the transfer window. Uh, but once Fat came in, he's got the players he wants and he's settled the team down, I think. Now he's starting to see <clears throat> the proper League United that hopefully we're going to see all season. Watched you yourselves on, on Friday night um, up against, obviously, that, that all-star Leicester side. And I, I'm, I am worried about Saturday and just how quickly the, you, you guys break. Is that is that how you've played all season? Is that how you set up now under Fock? I think um, Friday was, was fantastic. We played really, really well. Mm. And I think we've probably been guilty of um, taking a while to get into the game a couple of times this season but on Friday we saw that completely turn 180 and we were at it from from the from the get-go I think in terms of counter-attack yeah we are fantastic on the break and we have a brilliant forward line that um you know is good enough for for anyone in this division and and I think for for the Premier League as well I mean obviously it didn't go that well last season Uh, but but look we've changed a lot of personnel and a lot of people have stepped up so I think yeah on the break on the counter-attack we're superb going forward we've got a fantastic uh, front line so uh, long may it continue yeah you say about changing personnel obviously the main one being Daniel Farker coming in um I assume that you you all seem to be pretty enamoured of him already. He's a lovely bloke. Um, what, what's it been like under under him? I assume, like I said, you've all warmed him. Yeah, it's been um, fantastic. I think we've had this cloud over us ever since Bielsa left. Uh, mm. You know, t- t- um, a couple of seasons ago, um, 
um, and replacing him was going to take someone really special. And obviously we went through Jesse Marsh, uh, Grazia, and then into Sam Allardyce. Now you go from Bielsa to Sam Allardyce in little over a season. I'll never know, but it happened. And I think what you're seeing now is what the Leeds fans perceive as the natural successor to Bielsa. He was, he, he's coming at a really difficult time when, as I say, there were lots going on in terms of our ownership, in terms of players wanting to leave. Um, so there was loads for him to kind of get through on the to-do list. And he's managed to do that and been really open and transparent and honest with the with the players, with the fans. And I think now we're seeing his team and his style come to life. And, and as I say, for us, it's it was a natural progression because the football's fantastic. Um, he's a lot more pragmatic. He's a lot more, um, you know, he, he will change and adapt his style um, to suit what's going on in the game. And, it's really refreshing for us, and yeah, he's he's been a breath of fresh air. We we're really enamoured with him. We we like him. Yeah, good. He, he seems like a lovely bloke. Um, but yeah, obviously, you know, you look for your team sheet. There are an awful lot of names people will know. Give us like one or two that are like ones to watch that that we should be worried about on Saturday. Uh, so. Jorginho Rutter um, is one who is firing on all cylinders this year. Just the smile on his face when when he is playing is is just great to see. And look, he had a really difficult start to life at Leeds. He joined us in January at a time when we needed a striker to kind of hit the ground running, and mm. and he and he didn't. And I don't think that was his fault. Now you've seen him at this level; he's he's different class. You can see why we paid. 30, 35 million pounds for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, 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 you couldn't last season. I was probably one of the people screaming, saying, "What the bloody hell have we bought him for? We don't need someone like that in this in this dogfight we're in." But he's coming into his own this year, and and he's probably up there to be our player of the season so far. I think uh, another attacking option that's again coming into his his own is Somerville. Um, he's he's really knuckled down and got his head down, and there was. Again, last season, maybe the season before, there were a bit of kind of question marks over his temperament, his attitude. But in the summer, he could have gone. He was linked with moves away. He, he never asked to leave. He's got his head down. He's worked hard. And, and that's coming to fruition now. He's been fantastic the last couple of games. Then I think in a more kind of midfield defensive role, Sam Byron's started to resolve our problem at left back, which we've had for for years now. Furpo's on his way back, which will be great for us as well. Um, and then in midfield, we've really shored that up. So Camera on Friday was superb. And him and Ampadu have got a great partnership going on. So I think all over the park, we now look and it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Where a lot, a lot we've done over the last few years just didn't. Yeah. Makes sense. So we we have a really strong team that you know could may should be there or thereabouts. Yeah, I was going to say uh, you know that that battle for the automatic already looks um, pretty strong. Obviously, uh, you, you know yourselves currently behind um, Ipswich, but you know come May, I, I, you know I'm tipping yourselves to to overcome that barrier. Although they are on fire, you know obviously you've 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 rattled through quite a few there, but obviously that youth, young up and coming talents that we're likely to see. Obviously, that there's one name isn't there in, in Archie Gray. Is he likely to feature on Saturday? Yeah, I would expect so. I think I, I think he'll pretty much go with the same team. So Archie Gray will play at right back. Archie Gray is actually a midfielder who's playing in at right back. So for a 17 year old 
to not be playing his normal position. He has played there for the England under twenty under twenties, twenty ones. Um but he hasn't played there in competitive, you know, uh, league football until mm. he's been asked to play there. Uh, he's played there a few times this season, and sometimes you've been like, oh, I'm not not quite sure. But again, against Leicester, I thought he had a fantastic game. So we've got Archie Great right back. Shackleton's been playing there, but I think he's out injured again. And obviously, uh, Gray's keeping Luke Ayling on the bench, and we all know that Luke Ayling at this level is, is you know, yeah. um, a, a decent option. But I think Luke's, to be honest, probably struggling or struggled this year. I think he's he's a little older now, and, and yeah. it looks like his legs are not what they used to be. Um, so Archie's been a fantastic uh, prospect for us. I mentioned some of the earlier, he's still only young. Um, he's 21, um, so he's a you know a real young talent. Um, so I think all over the pitch we've got emerging talent. I think we've two young players that are, are not on the bench at the minute, which is Cresswell, um, who who is a central defender, can't even get close to the bench, and we've got Gelhart, who is next to meant to be the next big striker, but he's he's just not. Well, he's injured at the minute, but he hasn't been getting any any minutes to be fair and yeah. when you look at the team you can see why even though you want to see these young players push on because you think they can do it but they just can't get near it at the minute yeah I mean we absolutely love um 95% of our own squad but when you compare them on on paper it's sort of night and day would you say that then um that that maybe Archie Gray is a potential weak point that we could maybe exploit obviously we've got Bally Mumber at left will play on that left-hand side and maybe Mikel Miller, are they, who are very fast. Do you reckon that could be your one, the one area we could exploit or or not? If you're, if you're looking for the biggest weakness in the Leeds team, then yes, you've got uh, both our... our That's some weakness teams. to have though, right? That's Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think you'll have seen on Friday against Leicester, Sam Byron were having a bit of a nightmare the first half. Mm-hmm. And he got booked, and I was like, "He needs taking off. He's going to get a red here." And he stuck with him, and you'll see that the the kind of the tactics changed, and we started to double, double up down both sides. So right. Somerville and Dan James were doing a little bit more to get back and help them, uh, which I think really helped. And I think that's what we've got to do um, to make sure that we sh- we shore up that back line. I think yeah. in terms of centre backs, we we're, we're solid now. We've got a real settled pair in there and and Rodon's been an absolute steal for us to get him on loan is has been fantastic. But we've got Spence who's in on loan from Tottenham. He has played like he's played about 10 minutes so far. He's he's injured. So I think if you're looking for a, a weakness, that's probably probably the only one I'm gonna give you. <laughs> uh, nice. I'm sure we've done our, our scouting and I'm sure we'll find something hopefully that we can just unpick the lock um on that then how do you see saturday going obviously i, I know you said in the in the whatsapp chats that we had before that you, you don't know an awful lot about us which is you know i suppose it's fair enough yeah i i, I don't i just know league position but i i hear that the league position is probably not telling the whole story correct yeah. yeah it's not quite right it's not quite right we should be a few we should be a little bit higher but at the same time it's it's one of those it's where um yeah we just need to keep keep ticking away and i'm i'm sure we'll be fine but it's also still too early to say that but yeah it is very early in the season i think 
So the the most leads thing ever to do would be to beat Leicester on Friday and then drop points on Saturday against uh, <laughs> perceived le lesser opposition. Um, so that would be a very leads thing to do, and I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, but but I do think having done what we did on Friday, we should now be kicking on to win the next you know four, five, six games, so that we're really closing the gap on on Ipswich, and that's for me who we we are after. I think. I don't see Leicester dropping enough points to be caught, my personal opinion. But I think Ipswich are there for the taking. So I think um I, I think we will win on on Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday. I think we will I think we'll win on, on Saturday. I think as I say, I don't know a lot about Plymouth, but I just know that Leeds attacking options when you are bringing you know, people like Patrick Bamford off the bench, Willie Nonto off the bench in the 60th minute. They're just really strong options. So I think if we could get going quickly and get an early lead, then I think we could win comfortably. But I think what you'll find at Ellen Road on Saturday is the longer it goes on, and if we don't score, the more nervous we get and the crowd gets and you'll feel it. Yeah. Um, because... You know, we we will be sat thinking we should be winning this or we should win this, and we'll get nervous if we don't start winning it quick. <laughs> yeah, actually, a little side question on that. Then, have you have you faced many teams that have sat in against you? I, I can't imagine we will do that, but um, say for example, we did decide to camp in our own, you know, final third. Have you have you faced many teams like that? And are you confident that you can break that down? Uh, so we've had two extremes that can kind of you know, list off the top of my head, Huddersfield came and tried to do it and we completely dismantled them and had four at half time. Um, we we just managed to get ourselves in positions and situations where we could unpick unpick the lock. And once we got one and two, you know, you could you could almost see eight, nine, ten going in that day. And, and they turned it around the second half. I'm not um, you know, um, but then the, the other extreme is Sheffield Wednesday where we drew nil-nil at home and we just could not for the life of us break them down and they literally sat in you know all behind the ball and, and defending for the lives and we just didn't have the answer that day and I think it's it's as I say it's really important for Leeds United to get going quickly and get a goal quickly because then that opens up the game a little bit doesn't it yeah yeah well the, the, last, the last time we um, won up at Ellen Road came back in 1962 um, Jack Charlton scored that day and you still had the likes of Billy Bremner in your lineup. so been a little while. Um, I'm just going to finish up with a little score prediction. How do you how do you see this one going? Um, so I think that we will get a three. So I'm going with three one. Okay, all right. I'm good. I'm going to give you a goal. Okay, thank you. What, Appreciate what it. You, what are you saying? <laughs> I'm saying one nil. One nil. Our goal because um, everybody else on our pod, as the listeners are about to hear, will predict a loss. So. You know, you, you have to be a little bit positive sometimes, don't you? And we, we, we've not won on the road yet this season, so I'm really hoping that we, we take a big scalp and that's our first away win and it's a big, memorable day. But um, we'll, we'll soon see, won't we? We'll soon see. But Well, it, it will be a great occasion. I'm sure that uh, you'll you'll have fun up at Ellen Road, that's for sure. The, uh... Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Whilst, actually, whilst we've got you, just a really quick... Um, like away day guy, obviously we've not done Leeds for a while. What 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 would you recommend in terms of, as an away fan? Where, where's good to where's where's a good pub to hit? So I, I there's not many pubs around the ground that would be um, right. Stay central and head out. For, yeah, that's what I would do. Go somewhere quite central. I'm sure um, 
hopefully Plymouth put somewhere out for you in terms of a pub, but I would say stay central. The pubs around the ground are all Leeds pubs. Um, yeah. um, Fair enough. Then on the what if you if you walk from Ellen Road, or sorry, from the station to Ellen Road, there's a there's a boozer called the Holbeck that might be okay. That's okay. just a, um, a social club, but I'm sure it's very welcoming to all. Um, but yeah, the closer you get to Ellen Road, the more it's just Leeds fans and the like the Peacock. The Peacock, which is opposite Ellen Road, is the main one and yeah, will be yeah. packed for Leeds fans. So I'm not sure yeah, there'll be room That's understandable. But no, really, thank you for coming on, uh, Wiggy, and, and I'll leave social links and stuff um, for everybody to find you. But where can people find your content? Yeah, yeah. So it's um, at the Roaring Peacocks on um, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, if you go on there, you'll see all the uploads to, uh, to the YouTube channel um, and all the video and content that the guys put out. Love that. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. How do you see this one panning out? Joe, go on. Give us a big, I need some big, juicy, clickbaity phrases that I can use. Please. Rob, they're rubbish. Um, no, you don't. You've had, we've had enough of them. We've had enough of them for one season, thank you. We don't want any more of that. Uh, very true. You want people in your in your mentions for days on end. You know you don't. Very true. Just, um, just tell the truth, Joe. How do you see this one going? If we play to our capabilities, if we play to the level we played at Portman Road last week, if we played to the level as Graham said we played at the first half on Saturday, if we played to how we played at the Hawthorns. You know the same level against Southampton and and Blackburn and Huddersfield and games like that. And we're more than a match for these teams. We've already proved it. Certainly away from home, only one game we haven't been in it, and that was because we made nine changes when we went to Ashton Gate. So we're in every game. We're competitive in every game. I'm looking forward to it. It's my first visit to Ellen Road on Saturday. Um, it's a ground I've always wanted to go to. Going up with family, and it's going to be a very very fun weekend and I I did send them a text when I was walking back from home park on Saturday that it's going to be an entertaining weekend if nothing else Leeds are a funny side aren't they they have been for a little while they can blow hot and cold in the Premier League they'd get a good result and then they'd have three or four poor results and they got a fantastic result on Friday night away at Leicester nobody can dispute that they've they've got some brilliant players haven't they pound for pound on paper they're you know on a different level to us but football's not played on paper it's played on a strip of grass 11 v 11 anything could happen so i'm hopeful 
because I think we've been playing better since the last international break. And this is obviously the last game before we have our final break of the year. I'd like to see us put everything into it because obviously they get a couple of weeks off after this week. So team-wise, it'll be interesting. I don't imagine there'll be too many changes. I can see what Graham was saying about Randall and Cundall. Certainly with going back to what I was saying about Randall being a little terrier who who nips away at your ankles. Um, the Ellen Road atmosphere is almost made for Adam Randall. I get the sense. Um, I think this is the sort of game that he will really thrive on. And the only real decision I suppose he's got is who he plays alongside Gibson at the back. Shiri doesn't strike me as a, as a knee-jerker, I'll be honest. Dan Scar has served us so well in the past. Is it time for him to have a rest? I mean, he's going to have a rest after this weekend anyway because we've got the international break. I probably wouldn't change it. But if he does go with Julio Pleguazelo in that position, then I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me, but those are really the only two changes I can I can see. I don't see why he would suddenly play a false nine up front instead of Ben Wayne. I think you've got to give Wayne a go, but it's going to be tough. It's it's the third toughest game in the league if you take it literally. Um, Ellen Road is always a tough place to go. It will be hostile. It will be good fun, and let's just hope that we finally finally get a bit of luck on the road this season. Would you want? Yeah, Sam, do you think that our first win on the road will come up at Elland Road? No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Why, why have we okay. invited him on? Why couldn't we get John Olsop on or something? Somebody a little um, bit more okay. positive. Probably positive. I'll try and, I'll try and rationalise that. Um, I think we, we, we're showing a lot of good signs. Um, as, as much as I have a moan about us not coming out on the winning side of tight games, I think we are broadly playing well. I agree with the general view that the only game which we've really played badly was Bristol City. I think if we played to our full capacity, we, we could we, we very easily could make a good game of it. However, I don't think we've yet played a team as good as Leeds. I think this is going to be one of those games that we that we haven't really had yet, where we just see the step up in all its full stark contrast. Um, Ipswich are above Leeds in the table. Do I think they're a better team than Leeds at the minute? No, I think Leeds will get that second spot quite comfortably by the end of the season. I think Ipswich are where they are due to Vaclav Fladke in goal for them. He, 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 if you look at the stats, um, I'll, I'll be the stats guy this week as Ben's not on. He, he's prevented the most goals of any keeper in the championship. He's an incredible keeper. I don't know why he was sat on the bench behind Christian Walton for two years. I think he's better than them. So that Vaclav Fladke is the reason Ipswich are where they are in the league. Um, Leeds, I think, are just a, a frightening team. They had a little bit of a wobbly start because a lot of their players were kind of um, agitating for a transfer behind the scenes. Um since the, the third, I think they got two points out of the first three games. And since then, I think they've won all bar two games since that. Um, I think they're a frightening team. I watched them against Leicester on, on the TV on Friday night and they were brilliant in that game, as they've been brilliant in um, basically every other game I've seen them. Uh, let, let's just have a look, you know, what I mean about the sheer start contracts. Let's have a look at the players they brought off their bench. They brought off um, Jaden Anthony, who's a fantastic player on loan from Bournemouth. Um really had a brilliant season for them at this level when, when they got promoted and um, even play, played a bit in the Premier League as well. They've got Wilfred Noto, who's an Italy international, for goodness sake, um, and, and is, you know, really ripping it up when, when he's when he's getting minutes. They've got um, Patrick Bamford, who admittedly um, hasn't um, been on the best of form lately, but it wasn't so long ago he, he nearly got a 20-goal season in the Premier League. 
Those are the players Leeds brought off their bench on Friday night. So look at the players they started. Um, Dan James, who not, not too long ago was a Man United international. He's got incredible pace. Um, absolutely, you know, I don't think there's probably any other player in the league quicker than him over five to ten yards. They've got Piro. Uh, well, well, I don't know about that, but, uh, you know, <laughs> Dan James is a very tough benchmark to beat for that. Um, Piro, who was a great goal scorer for Swansea and, and tried to lead some big money. Um, Ruter, again, fantastic, really creative player. I think he's got very high uh, goal involvement this season. And Crescenzio Somerville, who I think has been the best player in, in the entire league this season. I think he, he's averaging a goal or assist every 150 minutes, which is just bonkers numbers. He, he can create, he can score. He's a brilliant all-round attacking player sort of in the hole behind Pirro. Um, yeah, I, I've, I think unfortunately I've got that Archie Gray who's 17 years old playing out of his skin every week could go on to play for England. They've got Ethan Ampadu who I think has finally found his niche after a few unsuccessful loans. He's really firing a little synergy for Leeds in the midfield. Um, Crikey Melier in goal. France under 21 international um, had a bit of a shocking season in the Premier League last year, but was very good before then. Everywhere you look around their team, it's full of star-studded players. And whilst in that first month of the season, they, they were, it was all a bit chaotic with what was going on. Now they're pulling it together. I think they're a frightening team. And look, I'm aware we're a Plymouth Argyle podcast, and people aren't on. You know, don't tune into this podcast to hear me rave about how brilliant Leeds are. I think I'm doing this to set the expectation that if we get anything up there, it would be an absolutely brilliant result. I've, I've, I've said I've said many times that I think people overreact to draws because ultimately, um, you know, mathematically, a, a draw should only make you one third as happy as a win, not half as happy because it's one point for a draw and, and three for a win. But a draw at Leeds with, with the quality they've got and the form they're on certainly at Edinburgh Road w- would be a fantastic, fantastic result. And I think... Even if we play to our maximum, we're going to struggle to get anything out of the game unless they have a wobble. So you you wouldn't want Sam delivering your final message before you go into no. battle, would you? <laughs> well, well, to be to be to, no, maybe you maybe you wouldn't, Joe. But I think maybe 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 you would want me um, delivering the message to the media because I think it's you've, expectation management to an extent. And Sam, I think, Sam, yeah. you've you've had your fingers burnt with what you said a fort with a, a week ago. That's all this is. You don't want to fall into the trap you did before the Ipswich but, game. But did you not notice my little subtle dig at Ipswich in the middle of that monologue, Joe, about them not being very good and only where they are because of Backlap Ladke? I'm, I'm doing that so that Aaron clips that, really, but then never mind. Um, I yeah, heard I think Le- Okay, I think Leeds are... Okay, I'll give, to give you the, the very short pricey of what I've just said. I think Leeds are an incredible side. I think they are the best team we've played this season. I think they're the best team in the entire league apart from possibly Leicester. And I think it will be a very difficult game. And even if we play to our absolute maximum, I think we'll be fortunate to get anything out of the game. But, you know, that's not an excuse not to play to our maximum. Hopefully we will. And if the right, you know, ball bounces our way and if we have the right bit of luck or if they just have an off day, who knows, maybe we could um, surprise a few people, including me. It's a very long way round uh, of saying that we're going to win this 1-0. Graham, obviously, Sam mentioned it there, obviously leads on the back of their 1-0 win over Leicester City on on Friday night, in, in which um, I tweeted saying that we're going to get absolutely ruined at Ellen Road. Do, do you do you think do you feel like it's going to go any differently? Bring no. some positivity, please. Well, I, I I watched the second half of the Leicester game and their pace on the break, counter attacking mm. was phenomenal, frightening, as quick as many Premiership sides. In fairness, so I, I do I do wonder. I mean. Shuey set up at West Brom 4-5-1. And I do wonder whether he might start off 
similarly against Leeds or possibly play 5-3-2 or he does say horses for courses pace through the middle does worry me vis-a-vis Dan Scar if I'm honest but having said that their home form uh, they've won four and drawn three and only scored 13 goals for all the all the praise that that's been lauded upon them perhaps they're not as good at home with an incredible atmosphere as we might fear that they are we're an awkward side to play against because we can play through people i mean and we said it every virtually every game we've stood our ground against the best of the teams right we haven't played Leicester yet but you know every game apart from Bristol City for the reasons we know we've shown we're a championship quality side and there's absolutely no reason I mean I'm a great fan of expect the unexpected I take a draw that would be a magnificent achievement getting to half time without them scoring the crowd a bit restless we nick a goal on the break. You know, we, we're a quite effective counter-attacking team as well, don't forget. A result is possible, definitely. Just because they're leads, you know, I, I don't think we fear anybody. They'd be looking at us and think, Christ, they scored. How many goals we scored? Third highest in the league or second highest, second or third highest. So we're gym. well capable of scoring. What we've got to do is bolt the back door. And I'm sure... That would be where all the work on the training pitches this week. And if we can do that, every chance of a, re- of a result. Yeah, you mentioned the tactical tweak up at West Brom. How, how do you see us setting up for this one? Then are you, are you bring in Plegrizolo in for Scar and, he, and well, if we do four, if we do the four-five-one, no. But the, the thing about the team is they're capable of switching to a number of different formations in game and at a certain point in the game. So. It wouldn't surprise me if, if we're under the cosh, say we've got Nick to goal ahead, that we do go three at the back or five at the back because we've got, you know, we're going to be bombarded. But the key thing is don't play high because they've got pace to put behind us. So I think we might have a different mindset in this game compared to some of the other away games. Yeah, listeners who heard our Monday pod and now listening on a Thursday, because these definitely aren't recorded on the same night, Joe, they they would have already heard Sam's assessment of whether we've had a few online whether a uh, question whether Freddie Osaka should be thrown in from the start. You're not having that, are you? No. No. I like Freddie. I like I think the kid's good. I think the kid's got a bright future. But no. I'm so, I'm sorry, Fred. If if you're listening, bless you kid you know keep your head down keep working hard you know come off the bench with as graham said on monday's pod come off the bench with 15 minutes to go and make a name for yourself but no that that'd be it'd be like throwing a puppy to the wolves unfortunately um there are there are certain games you might be able to do it in um leeds united away (laughs) is is not is not the one i'm afraid um there's, you know, there's two scenarios in which you bring him on, right? That we're either three nil up or we're three nil down, and you just say have a run out. I, I didn't. Yeah, I'd, I'd bring him on in any situation. Me, um, even as Graham's, you know, as Graham alluded to earlier in the week, and you know, as Schumacher said on on Saturday, you know, he brought him on at three three because he thought he could come on and change the game, get us a winner. You know, and to be fair, he, I think he caught Semi Dieng napping on 
Saturday when he, mm-hmm. he almost got in front of him. Um, I don't think he quite expected the, the pace that Isaka showed. So if we've been able to cause Leeds' back line a bit of trouble and we've got young Freddie coming on, running around with 15 minutes to go, then you don't, you don't know, do you? And we saw enough earlier in the season in those cup games when he was on the ball um, that he's capable of running at, at you know, at men, essentially, because obviously it's different to under-18s football. Um, he's capable of running at these professional defenders. So, But unfortunately, this this isn't the game for him. It, it probably has to be Wayne. Not probably has to be Wayne. That sounds like we're forcing it upon him. It, it, Wayne is is the option. Wayne is the one that we'll go with because I just don't see us playing this this false nine nonsense with, with Whitaker through the middle because I don't, I don't think we'd get the best out of Whitaker playing that role. Because if he cuts in on his left, then he's going to end up treading on Barley Mumba's feet, isn't he? So just just keep him out where he is and play Wayne and and hope that we're able to get him some service this time. Yeah, let's. It's been a long record. Let's let's just uh, whip round with some score predictions. Then go on, Joe, lead us off. Five four. After that, no, um, it'll have goals in it. Joe, you know I'm going to go another high scoring draw. Two two. Great. I think it, I think we'll have a Desmond two two. Nice, Graham. One all. And final word from Sam Down. From Leeds United's biggest supporter, Sam Down. 3 1 defeat. Okay. I will go 1 0 win. Why not? Oh, well done, Aaron. I'll be positive and don't say anything at all. Well done. Good job we have a podcast in which we critique things. Um, I think we'll call that a night. Cheers, guys. Thank Cheers, you. Aaron. Cheers, Aaron. No worries. See you later. That's the end of another episode of Green and White brought to you by Argyle Life. Before you go, please make sure you drop us a review on whichever podcast platform you are using and make sure you follow us on Twitter at Argyle Life 1886. Cheers. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.